everyone! Before we start, I wanted to let you know, if you would like to watch our whole service, head to our website, that's dc2.me, and from the media drop-down, click Sermons. You can watch our whole service there. And now, here's this week's sermon. Good morning. Uh, my name is Brendan. I'm the Connections Pastor here at Discovery. Um, we're in this current series on how God is showing up, not just here locally in our community, but also across the globe. And throughout this series, uh, Zach has mentioned that we're inviting some of our partners that we support globally um, to come and talk to us and preach to us and tell us what they're doing. Um, so today we have one of our partners from Albania here. His name is Gadis, and him and his wife, Chelly, have been serving in Albania uh, for many, many years. Um, if you're not sure where Albania is, it's actually east of Italy, and it borders Greece. Um, and it's also one of the one of only two countries in the world at one point that had completely outlawed religion to the point where the national religion was actually atheism. Um, so Discovery has a long history with Albania. Um, we, one of, our, one of our first global partners, one of our few first global partners was Albania. And in fact, one of the families that we support, Nikki and Uli Dochi, Nikki was one of the first missionaries to go into Albania after the curtain dropped. Um, so we have two partners in Albania, and a lot of people get confused about that. Nikki and Uli, they work a lot in Tirana with a lot of leaders in go local government. And then Gadis and Chelly, who work down in Elbasan, which is a college campus. And down there, they do a lot of ministry with college students, inviting them to be a part of their lives and inviting them to be part of Jesus. Um, so before Gadis comes up today, I just wanted to uh, invite you also to a luncheon that we're having after second service. You'll get a chance to talk to Gadis and his wife, Chelly, and their son, Nathaniel. Um, I think talking and chatting over a meal is probably a little bit different than listening to somebody speak. So I would love to have you guys join us for that um, lunch after second service. For now, I'd invite you to welcome up Gadis with me as a warm welcome. Come on, Gadis. He's also a great friend of mine, too. Thank you, Brandon. Good morning, brothers and sisters of Discovery. It's great to be here. Uh, when your pastor met me just a week ago, he genuinely said, welcome home. And I was like, uh-oh, this is my first time coming here. But it's home. <laughs> All right. Um, as Brandon mentioned, this, this series that you are going to hear from Global Partners. And I took an email like two months ago. Uh, how does Albanians... Or how do Albanians understand the gospel? So this is how Albanians understand the gospel as we go closest or nearest to the Easter. Okay? So as we go near to the Easter, I just need to remind that this is a story, why this story is so important to us. To understand it fully, we have to go back from the beginning in the human history. So Genesis 1:27 says that God created man in his own image. He created, and then man and women, or man and woman, he created them. So uh, he created his own, in his own image, and he guided how to do a holy life. So in the beginning, they both were without sin. For the first rule that they had, they mess it up. They become sinners. So, as Romans 6.23, sorry, Romans 3.23 reminds us, or Paul's actually used the word, um, they fell short, 
from the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 said that the only way that they can pay or we can pay uh, our sin is through death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And there is, if we have this image in our mind, we come to John 3.16. For us in crew, this is the most used verse. In every booklet, our material that we have, we use this one because this one is worldwide so understandable. So John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have the eternal life. So in this whole story, we can see many things that can warm our heart, right? Love of God, mercy of God, redemption, everything. But I want to present it how we Albanians see it. In this whole story, we see the faithfulness of God. To make it clear, I have to unpack a little bit how. So, God has been revealing his plan since the beginning. And then... To see it clear, we should go through the milestones of Old Testament. The milestones are the covenants that God has made with normal people like me and us and you. And the normal people were Noah, Abraham, David, Moses before him. And some other, uh, other covenants in the Old, Old Testament also. But these... Uh, Normal people also are the heroes of the faith. So they were totally committed to fulfill the will of God. Let us see how Grand Canyon University defines a covenant. A covenant in the ancient world was similar to what we in the modern world would call a contract, a treaty, or a will. Each covenant established the basis of relationship Conditions for the relationship, promises and conditions of the relationship and consequences if those conditions were unmet. Okay, very low here. One of the most familiar examples of a covenant for us is marriage. So we are super familiar with that. We know how does it work. Um, even though in Old Testament, we see covenants that they might be particular for some people. That's not going to make us uncomfortable or that God is to a certain people, like Israel, for example. They should make us feel even more uh, happy to see how God has been keeping his world even to them or to other people. So, and most, all these covenants are running. They are involving us too. So we are part of not being flawed again in Noah covenant and Abraham to be a holy nation as we will gonna be together. So everything uh, will keep it. So why I think understanding covenant is so important is because the covenant provides the skeletal work or framework for the how whole biblical story stands together. As the story of the Bible unfolds, we see God is a covenant-making, covenant-keeper, and covenant-fulfiller, or fulfilling God. 
God established covenants with certain people, and those covenants are the way God unfolded his redemptive, redemptive plan, uh, plan from the beginning and continuing. So, how does this fit in Albanian culture? In Albanian culture, there are many things that you can see from outside. So if you guys have come in Albania, many of you have, many of you will come, and uh, many of you have, have heard or read something about our culture. So from outside, you can see many things. Like we consider ourselves like a big uh, family. So we can, we can be like 100 people in a house with relatives, and that's not a communion. That's just a normal weekend day, okay? <laughs> we like to dance, and by dancing is like we do some big circles, uh, catching hands, and then sometimes we don't know what time is it. So, like for four or five hours dancing. So, our food is the best in the world, but I don't look that much. Uh, <laughs> but everybody who has been there knows that. But I want to present Albanians from inside, okay? So something that is different, is difficult to be obvious uh, when you, don't, you are not part of it. So there is just one word and the concept of it. Besa is the word there, uh, which means to give your word. Well, that's the closest translation I could uh, get, because there is no English word or neither in any, uh, every other language that can go just one word for one word. Okay? So why is this besa important to us in a culture like ours, like in a culture uh, of shame and honor? The most honorful or the most honored people are those who keep besa, and the most shamed are those who break it. So, we have an old uh, expression I want to share and two more stories to make a little bit more clear what does it mean, Besa. So, one, the expression is, is like, like terrible, but says, when, Alba when Albanians give the Besa, they sacrifice their son. And this, this is horror, but it means something different. It means it's better to kill your beloved one than to break it, than to break the besa. So you should be committed to the death, to fulfill what you have promised. Okay? So one story that related to this. This story is very old, probably is older than the name Albania showed in map probably comes from when the maps were called Illyria or Illyricum, as they are our uh, ancestors. So, the story of Costandin and Dorentina. You may hear Costandin from the great Costandin, it's not that one. But, uh, but that one, it was, it was Illyrian too, so they might have been related. So, Costandin was a, high, a guy from a high class uh, that time in Illyricum. So he set or arranged a wedding for his sister to a prince of another kingdom. And then he went to his mother and asked, asked her to permit his sister to marry the other prince. Uh, 
uh, because he was sure that the other prince was a good guy. He was taking care for sure. He was taking care good for his sister. The mother was happy with the groom. The only problem, it was the distance. She said to Constantine, I have only one daughter, and then you are taking her away from me. You are sending her so far that I probably I will never see her in all my life. And then Constantine said, Mother, for the Bessa, I will bring Dorontina any time that you will need her. Fast forward, many years later, a widow was crying and cursing in her house alone. And why she, while she was crying and cursing, she heard the door knocking. And Costandina, uh, Dorontina came in. And she said, Dorontina, what are you doing? How did you came alone? It's so far, uh, cold. And then Dorontina said, no, I was not alone. Costandina brought me. And the mother said, are you sure that Costandine brought you? Wasn't anybody else that brought you? No, I'm sure. Costandine, he is at the barn uh, setting his horse. And the mother, crying, said, Costandine has been dead in three years. So the story just tell that Costandine was uh, so committed to keep his Bessa. So he rose from the dead, fulfilled the promise and he went back again. All right? So this is like story that we have been raised of to, to uh, raise us with this faithfulness um, culture. The second one is a true story from the Second World War. When Jewish people were uh, hiding from Nazis, there, was, there were just one European country that hidden them. It was Albania. We had no government at that time. Italians took over. Um, there were army everywhere. Jewish could come and ask Albanians to hit them, as they ask everybody in Europe. And Albanians hidden them in the roof, in the basements, everywhere, in the barns. And they reported none of them. So many Albanians were killed. Um, because they could not tell where the Jewish are, and none of Jews were killed in Albania. So in a uh, Hebrew documentary, they have, um, I saw it like a couple of years ago, they said, we had an expression during that time, if you are made to Albania, then you are safe, you are safe because they are loyal. I'm not saying here that we are the most loyal people in the whole world, I'm just saying that we have been raised hearing this, uh, this kind of doctrine in our years. Okay? So this is the concept. And then the word itself, Besa, is the root of many other words. Like they are on the screen. I don't know. Okay. So Besim is faith. Besoi is belief. Besnik is faithful. Beslidia is covenant. Besuasham is trustworthy. Be or Betim is oath. 
so as you can see everything that we preach for the relationship with God is just you have to put best and then everything comes after it. So, in our perspective, um, every covenant in the Bible requests two things. The Bessa of God and the Bessa of people. Which means God will do what he is promising. And we know, we all know that. He has the Bessa. And we should believe that he is keeping or he will fulfill what he has promised. That's our Bessa. So every covenant also has taken sacrifice. Noah offered uh, animals, Abraham, uh, Moses, David. So every covenant has blood in it. That's like a seal. And then the last covenant that we are part of has the best seal. That's the blood of Jesus. This is why the sacrifice or the sacrifice that Jesus made for us is so important. This is why Easter that we are going through uh, is so important to our belief and um, the way how we should live life after. So Noah, Abraham, Moses, and David, when all, they were all sinners like us, okay? So I named, I named them normal people in beginning because I didn't want to make them distant from us. We are the same. Jesus is the only one who is different. And uh, Adam and Eve from different birth. But the only difference that they had is that they were fulfilled to keep what they, God has promised them to do and they were committed to do. So they had to be corrected during their walk they were sinners and they sinned. Bible mentioned some of their sins, but they never surrendered of chasing God and trying to fulfill what they promised. As we go near to Easter and we think deeper about this and the worship team comes, um, I would like to, to meditate in two things. First, God is faithful. He will always be there for you. He is trustworthy. And he always keep, keeps his promises. Praise him. Secondly, what about us? Our role. Am I faithful? Am I trusting him enough? Do I believe that he is with me? In all my desperate times, my needs, thoughts, and daily work. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you uh, for being the God who has been the same in the future, uh, in the past and the future. We know that you will keep your promises because that's who you are. Uh, you have proven and then you have sacrificed your son just for us to be together and to have a future together. 
we want to worship you and we want to keep this in our mind and heart as we go near to uh, the Easter when we remember your sacrifice and our redemption. In Jesus' name, amen.